0: to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the always wonderful and, might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, multimedia journalist and graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we are talking about D-backs victory last night. It was a great win for the boys last night on this D-backs team. Uh, not much I can say about it right now. We'll get into more about that win last night very soon. But also, I want to talk about bleach Report said the D-back's best and worst player is. They went through the every team through the major leagues, and they said the best and worst player for each team. So I'll tell you who they said the D-back's best and worst player is. And then finally, also talk about some comments that CEO Derek Hall and GM Mike Hazen had about the team, just some overarching comments about the season and the team as a whole. So I'll get into all that and more. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast, Locked On Dying Backs, listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at lockedondiamondbacks@gmail.com at gmail.com to find out more. Now, let's get into it. Let's first talk about last night's D-backs win because I've been working a lot. Most days, I'm working Literally all day. Most days I'm working like 8 to 8, just doing a variety of different things throughout the day. So most days I don't have time to watch the D-backs. Most of the time the game is over by the time I'm ready to sit down and watch any sort of sports. And last night I got my work done early. I was done by 5 o'clock and so I actually got to sit down and watch this D-backs game. Alex Young was alright last night. He only gave up three earned runs, which was nice. Only one walk, but still gave up six hits. Still, still gave up the three earned runs, like I said. And only went five innings in this game. So it was a solid start from Alex Young. Definitely one that should get you a win. Five innings, three earned runs. I think that should be the minimum for most starters. Maybe six inning, three earned runs. You know What a quality start is, I think is fine for your pitcher. So last night was a pretty solid performance by Alex Young. And then... The bullpen came in and actually didn't give this one up. You saw Mela come in. He actually got the win because Alex Young didn't get the win because he left the game down 3-1. to one. Sadly, in a game that the d backs scored 7, Alex Young couldn't get the dub. But it's okay. You could get the dub in the future, Alex Young. I'm sure these boys will help you out down the road, maybe next season, honestly. And then we saw the new, newly acquired Travis Bergen come in. He came in a struck out the side, or I guess not the side. He had three strikeouts in the inning, but he had one walk as well. So I don't think I don't think that constitutes striking out the side. But still, three Ks in one inning is pretty nice. And then Yohan Lopez came in and he pitched one inning. He recorded no stats, no walks, no hits, no earned runs, no strikeouts. Just basically a clean inning from Yohan Lopez. Not something we've seen a lot this season. Yohan Lopez has surprisingly uh, struggled this year. He's a 4.74 ERA. He was a guy who I didn't really think much about entering the season. I just expected him to be a good reliever for this team, a middle reliever for this team. He's been good in the past. He's been good the past couple of seasons. So to see him struggle has been kind of a surprise. Then Stephon Crichton, uh, basically, he didn't get the save, but he was basically closed this one out. Came in the ninth, up four runs. He came in and closed this one out. Same stat line of Yohan Lopez. No earned runs, no hits, no walks, no strikeouts. But he is a 2-4-5 year round season. And right now, Crichton is easily, I would say, the best reliever on this team. And it really hasn't been close for much of the year. Maybe Junior Guerrero you could put into that mix. But Crichton's been shut down most of the year. And right now, he seems to have, what, the lead on closer for next season. We'll see if the D-backs ever want to go back to Kevin Ginkle or maybe go out and uh, acquire someone through... Uh, free agency or maybe through a trade but right now Crichton seems to be the closer uh, for next season and probably for the rest of 2020 but this game wasn't about the pitching last night even though the bullpen came in and had four shutdown innings even though Alex Young had a pretty solid start this game was all about one inning actually the sixth inning because the D-backs Came alive in the sixth inning, and that's actually where it, when I turned on the game. I actually turned it on right as the sixth inning started when they were down three to one, right before they started the rally. And this one was all started uh first by a couple hits uh by the D-backs. You saw Eduardo, Escobar, and Cole Calhoun get on base, but then Carson Kelly single to center. That brought home two because they were down three to one with Carson Kelly at the plate with two-one, but second and third one out. Carson Kelly double. Brings or Carson Kelly single, excuse me. Brings home two. Then a Dalton Varsho triple to center brings home Kelly. Then a Mathiasen home run uh, brings up. Or a Mattyson home run scores Varsho and himself, so that's already a six-three lead. And then Lacastro, after a pitching change, comes in and he hits a bomb as well. So we saw two pitchers come in, and we still saw back-to-back home runs by this D-backs team. And you know, if Tim LaCastro is out there hitting bombs, you know something is wrong. So great showing by the D-backs offense in the 6, And the D-backs rookie even got in on the action. And I said he already hit the one home run in the sixth inning for his debut, but I forgot to mention he hit a solo dub in the bottom of the fifth inning, just a previous, uh, just an inning uh, before. So back-to-back innings for Mathis, he hit home runs to start his major league career in the D-backs uniform. So that's pretty impressive as a rookie in your debut to go for two home runs. I mean, or it wasn't his debut, but for for a rookie to go for two home runs. In a game that's pretty remarkable, it was his first career home run, and it was his second career home run, and he became the first Diamondbacks player to his first home run in a multi-home run game, so great showing last night, but the rookie, we'll see what that means for the rest of the season next year, I'm not sure it means anything, but last night, Dub just proved to you how lethal this D-backs team can be sometimes. We saw solid pitching from the starter. We saw sh- multiple shutdown innings yesterday from their relievers, and then you got clutch offense. Everyone came through to everyone came through in the bottom of the sixth inning, and I wanted to say that everyone came through through the entire lineup because Eduardo Espar eventually made his way back in. So D-backs actually made it through a full rotation of the lineup in the bottom of the sixth inning, and. This D-backs team had just so much a wasted potential. That's what my main takeaway was from last night's game, is that this D-backs team could be so good. They have so many good players. Only one guy last night didn't get a hit, and that was Christian Walker, who's been pretty solid on the season. So it's okay that he didn't get a hit. I'm okay with him not getting hit. He's been great on the season. Uh, he's one of the only guys that I can say has been a steady contributor all year. So he's allowed to take a night off, but... This is just another game that shows you how good this Dbacks team could have, uh, how good this Dbacks team could have been. And D- uh, Derek Hall and Mike Hazen recently went on Arizona Sports. They both went, or Mike Hazen went on Doug and Wolf, and actually Derek Hall too went on Doug and Wolf. They just went on two different days. Mike Hazen the twenty third, uh, and Derek Hall today went on Derek. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, Derek Hall today went on Doug and Wolf, and they both had similar sentiments about the year. Mike Hazen still believes in the Diamondbacks' core talent, and how could you not? They have so many good players on this team, but right now, the talent isn't living up to their expectations. The offense is only... Uh, batting third, the the offense is third worst in the majors with the OPS of 680 and fifth worst out of 30 teams with the 145 whip. So, we know the offense and pitching hasn't been on the same page. And Derek Hall was pretty much saying the same things, He, he was saying it was a collective effort for why uh, this D-backs team hasn't been good he puts the blame on the entire organization he 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 doesn't put one he doesn't put the blame on any one spot saying it's not just pitching it's not just hitting it's a collective and i agree this D-backs team as a whole hasn't been good this year from every facet of the game and both of these guys still have belief in next season that this team could turn it around and i do too i still believe in this potential for next season but the season didn't really show us much. It showed us the worst case scenario for this D-backs team because I, I would have never guessed entering 2020 that the D-backs would have the second worst record in the National League. I would have never guessed that. I, was put, I, I would have put $1,000. I don't even have $1,000. I would have put $1,000 on the D-backs not finishing second worst in the NL. And I would have lost my money because it's just been that disappointing of a season this year and hopefully they can turn it around in 2021 and get back to their winning ways now coming up I'll talk about who Bleacher Report said is the Dimebacks best and worst player from the 2020 season but first Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain store front. Winder often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning. And wait while the cowman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundred, from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write On" in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Let's get back into it, and let's talk about the D-backs' best and worst player, according to Bleacher Report, and I don't think it's much a surprise who the D-backs' best player is. It's Zach Gallen. I'll read you what they said in their low description. The shine finally wore off for Zach Gallen September 3rd, of uh, course, on September 7th and 12th. Not September 3rd. September 7th and 12th, after not allowing more than three runs in any of the First 23 starts of his career, he allowed a total of 11 in consecutive outings. Yet Gallon's 2020 campaign, which is also his first full one with the Arizona Diamondbacks, has otherwise been a success. He struck out 49 more batters than he's walked, and his combination of 66 innings and a 152-plus air rate put him in a club with only 8 other pitchers. So, bottom line, what this writer is saying, and let me just put some respect on the writer's name, Zachary Reimer. Basically, he's saying... Zach Allen has been a beast this year, and I can't disagree with him. Zach Allen has been steadily uh, consistent all year. His ear is now at a three after it was in the low twos for a long time. But he's starting on Friday in a doubleheader. So I definitely believe he has a chance of bringing that ear rate back down into the threes or into the twos, I should say. And he's just been so good this year. I just want to put so much respect on Gallen's name because I was hammering all Preseason, all offseason, that Zach Gallen was gonna be the guy for this Diamondbacks team. I've been saying it. I said he was gonna be the one, of the best pitchers on this rotation. I said he could be the number two starter in this rotation, and even he blew away my expectations. And he actually turned into this ace of this team, and he looks like he's gonna be uh, a prime for a Cy Young award in the near future, if not next season. So I definitely love what Zach Gallen has done this year, and I just gotta give credit where credit is due, so good job Miller Thomas for calling out Zach Allen as being a breakout candidate for this D-backs team, you were spot on with your analysis, unfortunately I was spot on with, uh, unfortunately I wasn't spot on with the rest of this D-backs team, but now let's go to the worst player on this D-backs team, according to Zachary Reimer of Bleacher Report. And this is one that you guys might think is surprising. But actually, when you hear the name, you're going to think, you're, you're going to say, what? And then you're going to be like, oh, wait, no, actually, you're right. Because he has the worst d player as Eduardo Escobar with a minus .8 war. And I'll read you what he has to say about Escobar. Given that he's accrued a minus 0.7 war, catcher Carson Kelly could as could just as easily get the nod as Arizona's worst player. We've leaned toward Eduardo Escobar, however, because his performance has been even more disappointing. Mainly by a way of a 111 OPS plus and 35 home runs, Escobar was one of the D-back's best players in 2019. By 2020, his 55 OPS plus is the worst among national leaguers who've been afforded over 200 plate appearances. So basically, Escobar, he, basically, Reimer is saying Escobar is the worst national league player in terms of hitting for power and getting on base, which is just a terrible combination, and, you can't really disagree with it. Eduardo Escobar has looked like a shell of himself after putting up a career season last year where he had 35 homers and 18 and 118 RBIs. Escobar this season is only batting 204 th- thanks to the last couple games where he had a couple hits. He's now batting above the Mendoza line, but still, only four home runs this season. Peralta, Nick Ahmed, Christian Walker, Carson Kelly, Cole Calhoun all have more home runs. And Escobar on this team, and that's pretty surprising, honestly. Me, I I might not have guessed for Escobar to repeat as the team leader in home runs, just because Ketel Marte is a thirty home run kind of guy, and so is Cal- Cole Calhoun. But I would I would have expected for Escobar to at least be on a pace to be on a twenty five to thirty five home run kind of tear. That's just not been the case this year, and. There has been some concern as to Escobar's weight to being one of the main contributors to why he hasn't looked the same from last year. This is what Tori Lavello Le- had to say when asked about Escobar's physical condition. Yes, it was a concern, and yes, it was addressed, and yes, I would like to see a change. And that was Tory Lavello, as I just said, in response to a question asking about Escobar's physical condition and his weight. He also went on to say the biggest thing for es- for the biggest thing for Eduardo this year that I want him to take away from this season is he feels like he's responsible for the success or the lack of success that this team has. I've told him that this is spread out to eight or nine staff members and twenty eight players, and he doesn't need to weather that storm all by himself. So Lavello just basically saying yes, I'm glad that you have acknowledged that you've sucked this year, but. You weren't the only one who sucked this year. The whole team has sucked this year. So it's just been a collective effort of sucking for this Diamondbacks team. And I know that doesn't sound too nice to say, but that's the truth. The D-backs have just sucked this year. Escobar has been one of the players who has sucked. And you could say he's been the, the most suckiest player of them all evident by Bleach Report, saying he's been their worst player. And the conditioning has been a problem for Sbar. He's looked a little heavier than he did last season when he entered spring training and uh, entered the season in 2019. Now, Lovello has said he, he's gotten a little bit better in his rotational mode in his rotational mobility in his core area. He thinks he's improved a little bit in that area throughout the shortened season, but he still says it needs to get a lot better for next season if we want to see that old Eduardo Escobar. Because he was just too good last year. And then this year he just does look a little heavier. You just see him around run, you see him running around the base passes. He looks like he labors a little bit more. He's not as light on his feet. And that third base. He still needs to be pretty quick. He's not as spry as we thought he was last season, but the guy is still pretty young. He's still only uh in his late 20s. I believe if I look it up real quick, I could tell you how old Eduardo Escobar is and Eduardo asked, oh I, I was on a baseball reference real quick I was looking at the wrong age I was looking at his debut I was like oh my god Escobar is only 22 years old but no he's actually older than what uh, what I would just say he's actually 31 years old so he's not actually in his late 20s he's actually 31 but still as you that makes the point even more important they need to get back in shape because as you enter your mid-30s you need your your, your condition your conditioning your strength You're you're just how you handle your body and take care of your body, and how you take care of your body is even more important. Look at CP3; he's 35, 36 years old, but he just had a he just had an incredible season because he said he went on a plant-based diet that basically rejuvenated his career. I'm not saying Escobar has to all of a sudden eat plants for the rest of his life, but maybe he needs to change up his diet. Maybe he just needs to get a better workout routine. I don't know what it is, but Escobar has looked a little heavier this year, and it could be part of the reason why he hasn't looked the same on the base pass, at the plate. He just hasn't looked as comfortable, and a lot of it has been because he just doesn't have that core mobility like he once did to turn on those pitches, to to easily rotate his body to get those ground balls in. Overall, Escobar has looked worse for it, so if he could get back in shape for 2021, I think it would be a huge boost to this Diamondbacks team. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks Podcast. Hope everyone enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to come back tomorrow for more D-backs news, insight, and coverage. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Peace!